On today's news episode, we discuss many things about Galaxy's Edge as the opening nears this weekend in Disneyland, how Aladdin is making magic at the box office, and a rumor about future World West at Epcot. All of these stories and more on episode 197 of the Capture the Magic podcast. This episode is brought to you by Capture the Magic Vacations. For all of your Disney World and Universal Studios Florida vacation planning, head on over to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic. They take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations. There is no charge to you for using their services, so be sure to request a quote with promo code CTMP to receive a free gift with your vacation booking. They're also currently looking for travel agents with experience and those with a passion for Disney. You can go to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic and complete a joint our team request. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Jamie Lee, and I'm joined by my husband, Jared Lee. Hello, Jared. Hello. Well, it is, let's see, we're recording this on Wednesday, and Galaxy's Edge opens on Friday. Finally. In Disneyland. In Disneyland. We should, we should clarify. But yes. yes they are uh, ramping up for that. It is exciting. They have the, well, so this will be yesterday for you guys listening, but the live mm-hmm. stream of the opening ceremonies is tonight on mm-hmm. um, the parks, Disney Parks blog. So probably stay up to watch that. And it's like 10.20 or something for us. It's really late because yeah. it's like 8 o'clock for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know what all... I don't think they've announced what's planned. I think it's just a dedication ceremony. Like people, like I'm sure stars from the movie will be out I'm there. I'm sure George Lucas will be there. Probably. Thank everybody. Bob Iger will be there. And Thanks for coming. That's that's <laughs> my George Lucas. He sounds similar to Kermit the Frog in my head, but yeah. Um, and in case you're wondering, I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm living uh, Groundhog's Day, the movie out, because uh, every single day seems like the exact same days as before because it's raining again <laughs> and i'm pretty sure it's it raining rained. it seems like every single day i'm like wait is it it's wait it's one o'clock oh a storm okay <laughs> it's it's not bad i mean there, i don't think there's gonna be any well, flooding we can't we shouldn't complain we've missed some of the ones we did in the last few times some of the people in the northern areas and stuff got hit pretty hard with some stuff so and there were yeah. some listeners um, I know Jessica in, in Club 32 that they just missed some major flooding down in Arkansas. So yeah, I complain it could be worse. So I, I very much understand that. But it's still annoying. It needs to stop raining. It is annoying. <laughs> um, but also, you know, not related to the rain. It's more related to Galaxy's Edge. But I was going to say we there was a uh, Good Morning America sneak peek they did. Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning, America. It wasn't anything i mean if you followed disney world or disneyland at all it's all stuff you've seen before stuff like that is what i call is like for the normies it's like the people who haven't known or they're just now finding out that there's going to be a star wars like land in theme parks like what 
Like that's for the people that are just finding out. So well, if you're a quote unquote normie, like Jared likes to say, if you're listening, you can check out that sneak peek and yeah. you'll you'll find some information there. I'm just saying, there. more than likely, if you've been like listening to this show yeah. for a <laughs> decent amount of time, you're not what I would call a quote unquote like Disney normie. Like you, no. you've known about Galaxy's Edge and all that stuff. But yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, but we're not just gonna talk about galaxy's edge i mean we are but we're gonna talk about other stuff too before we get to that stuff we want to remind you about some other shows on the capture the magic network we've got Diz dudes every wednesday with jeremy and jared they do a live stream on mondays at 5 p.m central if you're in club 32 so if you're a club member you can check that out if you're not you can sign up at ctmvip.com we also have Main Street Magic. That's every Tuesday and Friday with Jeremy and Rhonda, and they on their own feed. And uh, they, uh, gosh, they talk about like I don't know how many like dining reviews they do because they love food. They're like foodies. They That's eat a lot of food. Yeah. yeah, they're foodies, man. And then um, also tune into this feed in the, for um, Trip Tales, and that's once a month. And uh, C Team at the Movies is also once a month. So, And I'll be releasing on Friday um, uh, Country Bears that we did. Apparently, I never released it to this feed. It went to Club oh. 32. So oh, okay. you'll okay. get some of these coming up. And then we're going to record some new ones. Okay. Try and get some done before the baby comes. So. And Trip Tales, um, there'll be a new episode coming out. Um, it should be either, it should be today if you're listening to this on Thursday or it may be tomorrow on Friday. So you'll have a new one coming up and then one more for June and then I'm taking a break. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's what's going on on our, all of our feeds. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review because uh, it helps us grow the show and gets our name out there and all that stuff so yeehaw yep yeehaw yep Mm -hmm. all right let's go on to the news like i said we've got quite a bit we're talking about with galaxy's edge um the first thing we're going to talk about is what people and this i mean people i mean cast members that they've done cast member previews for galaxy's edge already in disneyland they've gotten to do some of the experiences already and we're just kind of gonna go through a little bit of what you can expect we won't do this art these articles like word by word but we'll kind of just give you a rundown about what people have been saying well basically it's just people on twitter right but these have, are cast members right that have yeah. been there so yeah. that's kind of the the gist of this it's not really an article as much as just sure. people on twitter saying stuff and this will we'll start with the lightsabers that you can build yeah, like I said, so it's mostly people on Twitter. So this is from at SoCalAVSFan, and he has a little thread here. He took some pictures, but he said, yes, I spent $200 on this, and he has pictures of the lightsaber that he made at um, Tavi's workshop. Mm-hmm. He goes, yes, I'm nuts. Yes, it was the coolest experience ever. <laughs> yes, it was very heavy, and yes, it was totally worth it. And then in the comments, which I found kind of interesting, Someone asked him, do they have Emperor Palpatine saber? And he said, they do have the evil ones. And then he said, how do you like the Millennium Falcon ride? And he said, I can't think of a cooler experience than piloting the Falcon. I really can't. It's weird because it's so small. He said, six people inside. So it feels very immersive. And your actions truly do have a major impact on the ride. I will say the gunners and engineers get shafted, though. Um, (laughs) 
But even though not everyone has a cool job, it doesn't matter because the ride is fun. Although it was weird that honestly, I remember very little of what was on the screen because I was busy pushing buttons, afraid the ship was going to blow. He goes, they have incredibly detailed voice prompts for when you do or don't do stuff that is that really builds the anxiety. Like, get behind the train, hurry up, hard left now, hello, move, ship, train now, stuff like that. Um, so... Kind of yeah. cool. I mean, he's he's experienced the, the lightsaber thing and being on that ride, so. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked about this before. I'm not super interested in building my own lightsaber, but I can see how this would be just an amazing experience for someone that's very much into Star Wars. And if you go into, um, we'll post the article here so you can kind of see that they, they kind of go through exactly the process of building the lightsaber. Um, it's kind of lengthy. <laughs> And someone did say that some of the parts for like the droids, which we'll talk about in a second, and the lightsabers were already out like when they went. So they're going to have to replenish those. But as of, you know, when they went for the previews, they, you know, these these things go quickly. So if you're really wanting to build one, I would make this priority one. I have a hard time believing that they're going to like they're going to run out of stuff if they do i meant like little pe- like pieces here and there like. but even so i it, it may be the case for the preview because they don't have anything in yet but i'm gonna have a, if if when this thing opens and they run out of parts like for a lightsaber like if you're going to pay 200 dollars for a lightsaber and you're going through and they go the one you want they're like oh we're out of that part that's basically inexcusable because yeah. they know this is going to be a hit like there's you know, I, I have a hard time believing that. I mean, for the preview, sure. But for ongoing I, or once it opens, I really hope not. But I have to okay. say for the price point that it is, and obviously haven't held one, anything like that, it looks plasticky to me. They said it's really heavy, though. I'm sure it's heavy. It just doesn't look like I'm, I'm a, when I'm paying like $200 for a lightsaber, like I'm thinking it's going to be movie quality. Like, it's going to yeah. look like a real lightsaber. Like, this, to me, does not look like an actual real lightsaber. Well, well, I mean, how... how Granted, this is one guy's, yeah. but I'm still saying. I mean, you know, yeah. we'll see, though. Like I said, I'm sure they're heavy. I mean, part of it, too, is, like, they don't want you to feel like it's light and plasticky when you're paying 200 bucks for it. So, obviously, I haven't yeah. seen it, but just from the pictures. But, no, I thought honestly, the thing that I thought was more revealing and interesting was the guy's take on the Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah, that'll be interesting to hear about more more of that when you know things come out about that. I will say um, farther along in the in this article, they did say that um, you can you can go. I mean, you have that four hour reservation if you're there in that first month at Disneyland. If you've got that four hours in there, some people have said that waiting in line, building this, getting it done can take up to three hours. So again, if this is something you really want to do like early on, you know, make that a priority because you may not be able to do it later. Yeah. So anyway, but th- this is just reports of, of people that have already been through the land and the previews and everything. So, But it could be completely different once it opens. We never know. I think you're still going to, yeah, if you're going to want to do this, you're going to have to allot some time. Yeah. If you're going to want to yeah. do anything at Galaxy's Edge, you're going to be there the first six months to the first year for sure. It's just, yeah. Prioritize what you want to do. I mean, do. You, realistically speaking, Galaxy's Edge is probably going to be a full day thing. 
eventually. I mean, obviously, at the beginning, they may limit how long you can be in there. But to do everything with the crowds, I mean, it very well yeah. could be a full day thing. Um, and that's just with one ride open. Yeah. I know. Part of me wonders if they had both rides opening at the same time. It would actually, I mean, I'm assuming it would help a little. But I also wonder at the same time, would it allow more people in? So then it's all just even more, you know backed up but i don't know again this is all new to us and really to disney i was gonna say it's new to first it's thing. new to disney too yeah. it's gonna be very interesting i'm gonna be keeping a very close eye on how things are going in disneyland because you know disney world's watching this and just very acutely looking at it and seeing how it's going yeah yeah um, well, let's move on to the next one. It's, it's almost the same thing we're talking about, but this talking about the droids. Yeah. Um, so, if you, yeah. So if you didn't know the custom made lightsabers, you can make for $200 and you get a custom made droid for a hundred dollars, basically. Which is crazy because the droids seem bigger. I'm not going to lie. The droid is kind of more intriguing to me a little bit. I thought so too. Um, this girl on, on this article that we're we'll post in the show notes, it's purple. <laughs> yeah, because you really get a, cute. a custom made color. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, this is basically all off Twitter of people that have been there. So this is... This is Instagram, but yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah. Man, same thing. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Ivy Ann is their <laughs> name on Instagram. Uh, she says, I went to Batu and came back with a new baby droid unit. She goes, I'm very grateful to have a second opportunity to travel to the Spires and experience more of what I missed on Friday. So she's been twice. Yes. And I hate her. Um, <laughs> let's see. The Droid Depot is a unique experience where you get to build a BB unit or an R unit. Uh, there are many different color options and even head options for both. The best part is you also get to purchase a personality chip for your droid. Uh, you get to decide if your droid is first order, resistance, or smuggler. Naturally, my BB is first order. The depot has a workstation where you get to build your droid and then go through the magical process of bringing it to life. While he is uh, kind of hard to drive, quote unquote, the Bluetooth interactions he has in the land with other droids or other areas of the park are amazing. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm wondering how much that's. I know they want to do this eventually more larger scale, but I, I'm curious about that. Uh, yeah. So so now the question is what I what do I name it blah 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 but yeah. Uh, so yeah hers was pink <laughs> but I mean yeah so basically you can get one based off an R two D two unit or a BB eight mm-hmm. unit um, and you can there's some so pictures cool. in here from the Twitter as well or the Instagram you can see they stand about eighteen things. inches tall they are battery powered AA or AAA remote controlled. I mean, to, to me, that seems cooler than the Honestly, lightsaber. to me, I think I would rather have the droid. Because the droid can yeah. sit, like, on your desk and it can do stuff. Like, to me, the droid sounds a little bit more, I mean, in terms of pricing, it's more of a bargain. I don't know if you want to call it a bargain for 100 <laughs> bucks, but <laughs> no. it's that. But yeah. it just seems more, I don't know. To me, it just seems a little cooler. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Again, yeah. having, having not actually seen all these in person, it's hard to... Yeah. Um, the Ivy Girl clarifies. She goes, there are two chip options for each personality category for a total of six in the Droid Depot. They only had four in stock when we went and were out of the black BB units. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so it seems like there's okay. quite a bit you can do with those. Um, interestingly enough, um, some people were complaining that the heads are coming off pretty easily like the base is so heavy that the heads like when you attach the the top of them or whatever like the bb the bb unit oh and you try to carry it from the head i guess oh, I, I guess yeah. um 
but I, you know, they'll, they'll they'll make improvements. I'm sure. So, yeah. I wonder what kind of warranty these things would have. I don't know. You know how Disney is with their stuff, though. It's like if you break it, lose it, they'll just replace it. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that, but. Well, I just mean people who like get home with it and then it breaks or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's something that's always kind of. I guess we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, there's a look into that for you guys. Um, The next thing I just mentioned real quick, they just just briefly mentioned on a um the like it was like a the more you know video kind of thing like a preview video for the land for disneyland they said that galaxy's edge will have a virtual queue in disneyland after june 23rd so after the four-hour reservation setup is over they'll start virtual queuing everybody for the land so it won't be a thing where you can just go in and and Look around. You'll have to, you'll go to the land, I'm sure. They'll sign you up for a time to come back. Yeah. Which You're I mean is do. a better way to do I mean, you don't it's better than just standing in line all day to wait to get in. So I mean the whole virtual queue idea is at least you can go do other stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be like a text like come back or a beeper. I don't know. Or be curious too as, as to how they do that. And then plus like how much time do you have whenever your name is up before they again like move I don't on know. you know because i'm assuming in that scenario you wouldn't be like leave go home if you live to disneyland and then like oh i got my text and then head to the park i'm assuming you'd have to be you'd in have the park. to stay yeah but yeah so i mean it, all that stuff's all interesting how that'll work out it's gonna make disneyland so much so much busier but that's yeah. that's what it is yeah all right, uh, let's move on to some non-Star Wars stories. This one's about Aladdin. How did it do? Uh, Aladdin made ele- uh, excuse me, $113 million at the box office this weekend. And it uh, says, look like the genie granted Disney's wish, wish, excuse me, the studio's live-action remake of Aladdin scored big at the box office over Memorial Day weekend, bringing in an estimated $112.7 million domestically. It is the fifth biggest opening weekend for the holiday. Uh, it says Disney owns the number one spot in that category for Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which made nearly $140 million when it opened in 2007. Uh, it says here, the Guy Ritchie directed film did much better than Disney's expectations, which were in the range of $75 million to $85 million. And John Wick Chapter 3 came in second after Aladdin. That's I'm honestly kind of surprised it did better than they projected. A little bit. I I didn't. I, yeah, I, I kind of didn't feel there's a ton of hype. I mean, I, I obviously I stand corrected. I what I said <laughs> last week or the week before, but yeah, I mean, as a lot of these, I, I will see it eventually. We may see it this coming weekend, perhaps. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the I, the critics. It doesn't surprise me. It was I saw a lot of bad reviews, and then people that went to see it said it was really good. So kind of how my, that stuff goes my sister saw it and she texted me and this is kind of perfect she goes i was expecting it to be bad and it was it was pretty decent i'm like okay i'm wondering if that's a lot of people <laughs> that maybe they're going into it expecting like i don't feel like anybody goes in this movie expecting it to be amazing that's just me but maybe if you go into it just thinking like oh it'll be okay and then it's yeah. just like it beats those expectations you're mm-hmm. just gonna be like oh oh that's pretty good yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to compete with like an iconic genie that like Robin Williams brought and to replace him. I think that was a lot of it. People were just kind of like, I don't know, 
about this because the genie is a huge part of this movie so i don't know right but i heard all the actors were really were did a great job and i didn't realize that was a guy Ritchie movie i didn't even i didn't even know i mean guy Ritchie did like Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Like he's done a lot of stuff. Snatch those type of movies. I did not realize he was directing this for some reason. But yeah, all he needs is he's a gypsy Brad Pitt talking where he can't understand him in Snatch. Oh, did you ever see Snatch? No, I've never seen Snatch. (laughs) Brad Pitt's character literally is this gypsy Irishman, and he talks, and you can't understand what he's saying. Ah, like go get your dig. You're like, what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's in a lot of movies besides Snatch, but well, I realized that. <laughs> I, was, I always thought it was funny in that movie. That's funny. Uh, okay, moving on to the next one, we've got a food guide for the H2O Glow Nights at Typhoon Lagoon. Yes, yeah, foodie guide to H2O Glow Nights at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, says, get ready to splash in the summer. Uh, this exciting glow party has returned once again to the water park, bringing even more flashy, splashy, glow-in-the-dark fun. During uh, Disney H2O Glow Lights, uh, Glow Nights, excuse me, the park transforms into an electric celebration overflowing with splash-tastic surprises like a DJ dance party. Shocking. Pretty sure that's like <laughs> standard nowadays. There's just like anything to do. New like event, dance party. Dance party first. Uh, shorter wait times for popular water slides and an array of fun Toy Story-themed experiences. Guests can in- even enjoy character greetings with Buzz Lightyear, Woody, and Jesse. And of course, no party would be complete without the food. This year's menu is bigger and better than ever, featuring a variety of colorful and refreshing beverages, as well as a few delicious dishes to munch on. Uh, there will be even a special adults-only area at the wharf where adult partygoers can enjoy live entertainment, as well as a full bar with refreshing libations available for purchase. To help you find all these yummy items at the park, they have put together the official foodie guide, and this is from Disney Parks blog. So it's got a bunch of pictures of the food. Um, you can just say what they are. You don't have to go through the Western beef brisket. Uh, there's a pork, pork kebab. Uh, chick kebab, which I believe is chicken kebab. <laughs> um, surfs up chicken noodle salad. A fish out of water. <laughs> and this is it's baked cod with some other stuff on there. Uh, cheese party platter. And this is smoked cheddar, fontina cheese, smoked gouda, grapes, and crackers. Bathtub party Sunday, and it's oh my gosh, a, it's actually in a bathtub, like a tiny bathtub. Either that thing is bigger than you expect, or it is very small. I think it's small. It looks really small, <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, Woody's root and toot milkshake, which is in a it's in boot. A boot. It's in Woody's oh my boot. Gosh. Can I get that? Um, I want that. There is a pineapple soft serve with blue raspberry. Um, the glowing unicorn. These are not. This one's non-alcoholic. It's a non-alcoholic violet colada, colada, with Col- a colada, colada, whatever. Uh, <laughs> with a glow cube, rainbow whipped cream, edible shimmer glitter, and a twist candy lollipop. Mm. Tropical flash lemonade. This is non-alcoholic, and then they have a glow fusion punch, which is alcoholic. It's vodka and fruit based liquor. With grenadine and pineapple juice topped with rainbow popping pearls. And everything is like glowing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything in here would look really good at night. Yeah. They've got a bunch of other drinks in here. Yeah. Um, and then they've got... This one looks interesting. A dream disco float. And it's alcoholic. Um, it says hard orange soda, vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and edible glitter. It looks interesting. 
Like, all these look really cool. I don't know how they well really they do. taste, but there's a bunch more. We won't list them all in here, but you can find yeah. them in the article. But there's a ton. You can see all the pictures of them. But I'd be curious about that disco float. In the, you know, light up popcorn bucket. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, and this this is the thing. They did this last year, right? Glow nights? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's $60 a person for adults. It's 8 to 11 at Typhoon Lagoon. It's like nights. I mean, is this so. is this essentially sort of like their after hours? Yes. Just a little different? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully it's it's a little bit better of a experience than the VI pass holder nights I did. Um, I think they still have them going on, but... Um, Jeremy and Rhonda and the girls, they did it. And they said that it wasn't, it was, it was okay, but it was just really busy. Like there were a ton of people. There wasn't a lot of extras. I think with the, an event like this, you get a lot more extras. Like there, there's special meet and greets. There's a the special food. Well, the past limited. Yeah, the past events, especially being at Typhoon. Was it a Typhoon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was open to people who normally cannot get into the water parks. So you're going to get a bunch of pass holders to go right. there. Right, and I know it was free, too. Yeah, I get it. so I get it's it. just, this one, they're even touting lower wait time. So I'm imagining that they're limiting this. And Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but. For sure, but. I mean, the pass holder events are just, I mean, ultimately, probably Disney doesn't really care that much if people are like, oh, I had a lot of wait times, because it's something that they can say they're doing for the pass holders. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. And but considering it's free, it's like, what it is, you know. Yeah, the the, food, the the issue of glow nights is not sorry, it is not at sixty bucks a person, which yeah. still isn't that bad if you just go on. I mean, like it's cheaper than I mean the after hours. After hours, yeah. after hours are what at least a hundred. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, parking at Fort Wilderness is changing. A lot of things are going to change at Fort Wilderness. Uh-huh. Uh, new parking restrictions now in place at Disney's Fort Wilderness uh, Campground. It says, if you're a fan of visiting Fort Wilderness to take in the lush surroundings and explore the wide array of dining and outdoor activities, do be aware of new parking restrictions in place at the resort and campground. Access to parking will now be limited to guests with resort, dining, or activity reservations within the complex. If you plan on stopping by the resort to enjoy the nightly campfire, quick service eats, or the marina, you will need to use Walt Disney Transportation to access the resort. Boat and bus services available from the Magic Kingdom with additional boat service available from Disney's Wilderness Lodge and Disney's Contemporary Resort. Uh, it says limited parking access may be tied to the current ongoing construction throughout the resort. It says in preparation for reflections, which is the new um, uh, DVC or just new hotel going in. It's like the radius to any park. If it, it, it's there's like a line that Disney draws. Like if your hotel is within this radius then you may not park here yeah. just willy-nilly um, because they do that with Wilderness Lodge, do with Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, all the Epcot resorts. I mean, they have to. Most people would take advantage of it. So I get it. I get it. There's limited parking at Fort Wilderness anyway. Well, and I think it seems, like, yeah, it seems like that's probably the reason behind it. But yeah, I mean, people ask all the time, can you go without a dinner reservation and park at so-and-so resort? Um, you know, the truth is sometimes depends. it just depends. Sometimes you yeah. can, like we've done it before where if you're staying on property at another resort, your chances are probably much better, better. but you're not gonna be able to do it at a contemporary. You're not gonna be able to do it at like no. grand Floridian. Um, 
you know, some of the ones that aren't really close to theme parks as well, like you could maybe. But even then, yeah. they may not let you. So yeah. it's one of those where your best bet is to get a dinner reservation. Mm-hmm. Or um, an activity, like they said on here, if you have an activity reserved, like the horseback riding right. or something, yeah, then you would be able to. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Next story is um, about Disney security. Yeah, it says Disney security phasing out loose item bins. Guests now walk through metal detector with belongings. So if you're a fan of the no bag line life, then your park hopping days are about to get easier. Disney security is phasing out bins at metal detectors, allowing guests to walk through with common items they may have inside their pockets, like phones, wallets, and keys. While talk of calibrating metal detectors to accept small metal items has gone around for years now, up until recently, guests still had to chuck their items into bins before passing through the metal detectors. So far, we've seen this implemented at security checkpoints at the Contemporary Resort uh, Walkway, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, if you're told to pass through a metal detector with a bag, that still has to go into a bin, of course. Uh, if any items trigger the metal detector, you have to go back through. As says, your mileage may vary with this, as some uh, have had to go back through due to errant fuel rods or belt buckles. While others have had success walking right through with their keys and um, other things, so yeah, uh, seems like they're. I, this seems like to me it's a move to try and get people through security quicker. Oh, absolutely. I'm. I, I don't know how much quicker this is gonna like affect it. Well, it's a whole thing. I've seen it before where you get over there and and you know people all of a sudden are like. They got to dig stuff out of their pockets. It's just one more thing that can cause a bottleneck of people having to grab stuff out of their pockets. Where we can just say, hey, walk through. And then if they trigger something, then take stuff out. You know, that is probably a little bit more efficient way to do it. Yeah. True that. <laughs> True, True that. True that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't really have anything to add, so we'll just move on. Um, the next one is about, um, well, more food. Talking about more food. More food. More food. Uh, Walt Disney World Resort Sweet Treats uh, for May. And uh, And June is at the end, too, so if you're interested in June. So basically, there's some... uh, It says, this month's Sweet Treats contains a few offerings that will definitely satisfy your sweet tooth. And here's a list of them. They have a cookie crunch brownie. um, And this looks like a brownie with... Chocolate ganache and chocolate cookie pieces with Looks like good. a drizzle on it. It does look very good. Yeah. A plant-based cashew cheesecake. That Why? sounds... That sounds terrible. Well, I can't have cashews, so... Why um. would... Hey, I want cheesecake. <laughs> you want cheesecake or do you want cashew base? You want cashew cheesecake? That's not a cheese, sir. <laughs> you want it? No, don't. (laughs) Like this is like saying, I don't even know how to describe this. It's like, like these are not the two. These aren't the same things. They don't go together. It seems. Hmm. Says, California Grill serving of new dessert. Just ask your waiter to see the vegan and vegetarian menu. At that point, why are you eating dessert? I'm just gonna say. Um, And (laughs) you'll. So if you're vegan or vegetarian, I get it. Everything's the same. (laughs) Uh, Here's your cardboard. Uh, If you find the plant-based cashew cheesecake. This cake consists of coffee cashew cheesecake with 
Marcana, almond crust, chocolate glaze, and fresh berries. There's no cheese. Jared can't even deal. He can't even deal. Just move on. Why are they calling Just it move? But on, why call it a cheesecake? I don't know. That's like texture, saying, maybe. You guys want to look at my Lambo? Oh, you got a Lamborghini? Well, it's a Taurus. <laughs> but I just called a Lambo. <laughs> That's not a Lamborghini, Jared. That's understandable. It's a vegan option. All right. It's I a get, vegan I Lambo. I get what you're saying. I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I, just want, I almost want to order this just to throw it out of them. Just like, no, this is not a cheesecake. <laughs> um, anyways, I anyway, will. I digress. Move on. Good Lord. Cashew cheesecake. Seen it all. You're dwelling. I Come am on. dwelling. That's that's a slap in the face to cheesecakes everywhere. Oh my god! Uh, there's an orange bird cupcake. Uh, this is at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, and it says if you're an orange bird fan, you'll have to head out over there. And uh, it says through June 12th, it's a vanilla cupcake consists of orange simple syrup, orange white chocolate mousse, and orange whipped cream topped with white crispy pearls. It pairs nicely with an orange vanilla Coke, they say. Oh, okay. That seems like a lot of orange. It is. Um, then there is the Vivoli. Is that it? Vivoli? Uh, yep, I think I so. I think so. Yeah. Il Gelato Bike. Uh, this is at Disney Springs. It is a new bike that has pedaled into Disney Springs. I brought some yummy gelato with it. Uh, it is located near the Daily Poutine at Disney Springs. It says stop on by to scoop up one of the many flavors they have to offer. Regular flavors are vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Exclusive flavors are lemon cello, uh, kiwi, chocolate, hazelnut, toasted marshmallow, and brownie brittle. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing those change periodically. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then they have the Mickey and Pals waffle wafer toppers, and this is in the Magic Kingdom. Starting in June, you'll be able to find special waffle wafer toppers at various locations throughout the Magic Kingdom Park. Featuring some of your favorite Disney pals. They have you can get Mickey at Plaza uh, Ice Cream Parlor. You can get Minnie at Storybook Treats, Donald at Sunshine Tree Terrace, Daisy at Aloha Isle, and Goofy at Anti Gravity's Galactic Goodies. So if I want a matching set, I have to go to all these different places. Apparently. Why but they're they edible, that? so I know, but why do they do that? Well, it's the same thing. I mean the only difference is But it looks pretty when you take a picture. I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah, they're going to make you go all over the place to get, if you want a different one, but. Okay. I can't get past. Yeah, I know. You're dwelling the on the cashew cheesecake. Cheese I know. The audacity. Oh, my. That's can't like even believe it. That's like going to get bread pudding. You're like, oh, I want some bread pudding from Ohana. Like, do you want our vegan cashew bread pudding? Like, what's in it? Is there bread and pudding and, and caramel? They're like, no, but it's bread pudding just a vegan no that's ridiculous well you don't have to have it like you can have that just call it like a cashew dessert okay or a vegan cashew okay. pie i don't know that's not a cheesecake i am in the midst right. as soon as we get done here i'm writing a strongly worded letter <laughs> all right and not even not even on the computer with by hand <laughs> i want to um mention you know, since we're still talking about food, I will say that they did announce on Disney Parks blog that the Three Bridges Bar and Grill and a new lounge called Dahlia Lounge that they hadn't um, previously announced is opening in July. So 
we thought it was going to open in June because the the structure is done. The Three Bridges Grill it's at Coronado Springs is done, but it's not going to open until July. But they have the, all of the foods listed on Disney Parks blog. So I will not make Jared read it <laughs> because it's a lot of food. And I think at this point, if you mention cashews or cheesecakes, you're just going to go on a rampage. So No, the thing is you can mention cashews and cheesecakes just do it appropriately <laughs> and i won't show up in a ford taurus and tell you i have a lamborghini okay because both anyway. are just as ridiculous fair enough jared but hey cool ford taurus uh excuse me sir this is a lamborghini <laughs> what it's a vegan option lamborghini like okay but uh what what Jared, what are the ones that look good to you? Let on that me, menu? Can I speak about this, sir? Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was going to say that Jeremy and Rhonda and the girls they will be there on opening day for this, um, for Grandestino Tower and the all the food. So they'll uh, they'll let us know how it is. All it looks really good. Honestly, the pictures look really good. There's a lot of colors. Look, I think that's an egg. Is it an egg? Oh, it's a it's a tart. I thought it looked like an egg, but it's a it's a Mickey shaped tart. Sure, it's on a cashew cheesecake. There's no cashews Masquerading in here. Masquerading everywhere. Pepper sugar, which I don't know what pepper sugar is. Pepper sugar. Yeah. Disney's out of control. They're out food. of control. Um, Drinks galore. Um, this looks good. I mean, it's mostly small yeah. stuff. It's not. Well, it's tapas. Right. The tapas stuff. Yeah. I mean, that sandwich, let's see, what is that sandwich? Chicken, let's see, crispy chicken sliders. Mm-hmm. And then the Three Bridges Signature Burger. That, I mean, probably good. It's It all looks good. And Barcelona Lounge is another lounge that's opening, too. So lots of places to eat and drink at this place. Yes, I think they want you to be able to do that plenty. Well, there is, um, it's a convention hotel, so I understand. Yeah, I don't know what, I didn't have a name on this, but it looks like you have... Meat with an egg on it. It looks good. Oh, did you speak Jared's language? Yeah, you did. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what it's called, but it looks good. So, yeah, it looks like the uh, options they're going to have there are pretty good. At least they look good. good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to the last of the new stories. It's, um, it's about PhotoPass, the new PhotoPass opportunity they announced last week. Yeah, so uh, I'd be interested to see how this works, but there's, um, I believe it's only a Magic Kingdom. I think so. Uh, but it says, Disney Photo Pass Service is constantly exploring new ways to capture your picture-perfect vacation memories at Disney World. Uh, the team has recently introduced several new offerings. Uh, there is Capture Cinderella Castle like never before with a limited-time photo and video experience from Disney Photo Pass Service featuring you. During daylight hours, look for a photographer in the East Plaza Garden at Magic Kingdom Park who will assist you with capturing two one-of-a-kind photos and a super zoom photo, excuse me, a super zoom video from a unique angle above the theme park. The photos and video from this limited time opportunity are included as part of Memory Maker uh, entitlements, so all you have to do is smile and share. If you don't have one of these entitlements, you can purchase it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. If you're a fan of the bird's eye perspective, you'll love our three newest animated magic shots. These videos give you a fun way of remembering and sharing moments when you meet your Disney friends. And uh, it's got what looks like when you're meeting Ariel. Oh, that is Tree of Life, yeah. Yeah. 
stuff. Yeah, they're special ones. They didn't really say what they are, but there's three of them in there. Um, they're unique, though. They are unique. Mm-hmm. It says, um, we know how much you enjoy the capturing the adventures, thrills, and classic stories of your Disney vacation. Uh, this is why they asked, they added a new one, which has been there for a little bit, to Haunted Mansion. They now have that one in yeah, there. Yeah, we knew about that one. So, yeah. So, new stuff. The one, Zoom one. The Zoom one is... I don't... I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but it's not taking, like, a great picture. It's just a... It's so like the, they're showing the technology. <laughs> right. Like the ability to be able to do yeah. that is, yeah. you know, like, yeah, that's cool. But it's not like it's a, it's just a picture that's zoomed in from far away on you. But Maybe just to show how small you are in the Magic Kingdom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's silly. But, but cool. It's silly, but cool. Yeah. It's just one of those where you're like, oh, that's cool, but I doubt you would frame it. And getting people to know that it's is available if they haven't read this article or been aware of it may be interesting. Because there's just going to be someone there going, okay, look up over here. Right, yeah. You know, I don't know. So I would like to do it, though, if, if it's there when we go back. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, okay. Uh, that's it for the of the regular news we've got today. We're going to go into rumors and... I am going to preface this rumor as being very, very, very rumory, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, well, this, yeah. and speaking of this rumor, Disney on Twitter said that there's no plans for any of this. Let's so. talk about the rumor and then we'll talk about what yeah. Disney said. Uh, this rumor is from WW News Today, and it says that Epcot's The Seas and the Land Future World Pavilions set to be demolished. Um, it says, while phase one of Epcot's drastic reimagining is well underway, grander changes are being envisioned for the park's future after a new entrance. Project Gamma, the Gardens of the Galaxy roller coaster, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, the Play Pavilion, and the new Nighttime Spectaculars are all completed. The future may not... Uh, include two of the staple pavilions of Future World if all goes according to plan. It says, as part of phase two of the park's overhaul, Disney would demolish both the seas and the land pavilions in favor of new offerings. This would not be a reutilization of the existing pavilions. Rather, both would be completely bulldozed. According to internal documents, both the pavilions will be closed forever, sometime between 2024 and 2026. What exactly will replace them in Future World is unknown at this time. All that we know is that the removal of both is already tentatively scheduled. The Land Pavilion is currently home to Living with the Land and Soren, with a new film called Awesome Planet debuting inside in January 2020. Soren would most likely receive its own dedicated entrance and remain after the rest of the pavilion is torn down. The Seas of Nemo and Friends houses a dark ride featuring the, the Pixar characters Turtle Talk with Crush and a number of Sea Life exhibits. Uh, these offerings would all likely go away at that point. It says, while plans can change, especially with many years left before Phase 2 begins, this is a disheartening bit of information about two beloved pavilions at Disney's Epcot. Okay, so let's talk about this. The only ones that have actually said this, this is, um, so this is the rumory rumors that we're talking about. Um, so a lot of people didn't believe it. And this guy on Twitter handles Kaz. He is basically going, 
Please, could someone officially confirm if this story is true or the scaremongering lies it seems to be? And then they're talking about like, you know, what are they doing? Is this just clickbait? Is this actually true? What's going on? So Walt Disney World today, actual Disney World website or like uh, Twitter, they responded and they said, there are big plans for Epcot. We do have new pavilions joining like the play themed pavilion and the Guardians of the Galaxy themed roller coaster, but the land and the seas with Nemo and friends are planned to be with us into the future. Now, that doesn't confirm or deny exactly what the rumor is because it's into the future that could be into like two or three more years like they're not really confirming anything however it is interesting that they said the seeds of Nemo and friends are there they did not say turtle talk with crush is going to be there they didn't say the the, the aquarium is going to be there yeah so those could definitely be gone well i don't you know i we're I, also talking I, I don't know 2024 or 2026 that's like almost a decade well yeah i mean, I mean it's a five to seven years yeah it's a ways off yeah um you know again they they didn't state any sources nobody else has picked up on this yeah this could i don't know we just we don't know um but we'll put it out there just in theorizing case. about it i personally i wouldn't be upset if this happened and i know we've joked about many things the ball it's basically an old mall. <laughs> the land like, is the mall. You know, I mean, it's like as they phase out across the nation as it, anyways, Disney might as well get rid of theirs. Um, <laughs> you know, I just feel like that there's better use of space, I think, in there. Uh, in this in this article, too, you know, it did say that Soren would stay. It would get its own entrance. Because um, if you look at an aerial view, it, you can see the, the, the theater for, or the theaters for Soren are completely separate from the land itself. Right. So, so it could service its own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, you know, in Nemo and Friends, like, <laughs> I've heard people talk about too, like, SeaWorld is no longer really a competitor. There's better aquariums in the Orlando area, so do they just take that? And Nemo is becoming an aging IP. I mean, they're not going to probably do any more Nemo movies. Yeah, that but Dory r- still. That ride needs updating. I mean, being on it last time we were there, that ride definitely is, is needing of some sort of up, you know, maintenance or something. So, if either one of these closed down, I mean, I'm going to assume something even better would take its place. So I wouldn't be upset about it, you know, as long as Storm, you know, Soren stayed. But in terms of the, the validity of this, you know, we haven't seen anything, you know, internal doc. They cite internal documents. They don't really say anything specifically in this. But right, I mean, Disney coming out and saying what they said. Uh, they could easily say that now and then in five years they just go mm-hmm. well okay this is actually happening so yeah given the time frame that they they specify I, I have a hard time believing that disney's just been like this is for sure going to happen in 2024 like it, yeah. i don't feel like disney does stuff that far in advance and they may be looking internally <laughs> and saying we would like to maybe do something with these areas mm-hmm let's start looking at what we could put in there so they but, very well could be like on the chopping block of like okay let's change, do some, things you know. change so much they change though. a ton you know um even if they came out and said this is for sure going to happen construction is not going to start till 2024 there yeah. easily could be a, a bunch of things that end up going well okay like we saw the theater that was going to go in at magic kingdom they had started construction on that they literally yeah. had started clearing ground and then and that just it. came to a halt and we still haven't got any official word. The, the yeah. rumor is that they 
put a halt on it to basically get new monorails, but we haven't seen that yeah. anything happen yet. But so even if something was green lit, I mean, there's there's times when stuff starts construction and, and doesn't finish. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean, probably this is one of those rumors that it just depends on the time frame. Like if you're going to say the next ten to fifteen years, are both those pavilions going to be there? Probably not. Right. Yeah, I just, I, I really wanted to include it, even though it was just one of those things that people were like, is this true? Like, where's this coming from? You didn't state your source. But if it's an internal source, like someone like a cast member, then they can't. So it's right. like, it's like a weird gray area here. But um, so I just want to put that out there and for discussion and see how we feel, which I would like to store and to stay. Um, I sure could do Soren without was. living with the land. I know a lot of people like it, but I could do without it. Well, I have no doubt Soren would stay. Yeah. I mean, there'd, yeah. there'd be no reason to get rid of Soren. It's a popular yeah. ride that, you know, people enjoy. So, but The purpose of this these two areas needs to be crowd absorption. So, like, if, if you're not bringing in those crowds, then, yeah, you got to do something else with it. Whereas, like, Soren living with the land, they still bring in a lot of crowds the seas <laughs> soaring Nemo, more than living Nemo with the does, land. Yeah, I was going to say Nemo doesn't really. Turtle Talk with Crush doesn't really. So I feel like the seas area is more um, in danger. Oh, out of land. the two areas, I would say that's yeah. the one that I would think would be. Yeah, it's something you could do something with. And interestingly enough. They're not even talking about demolishing the Imagination Pavilion, which I thought about is that too. so bad. Unless they're just planning on repurposing it. <laughs> they're probably going to. Yeah. But anyway, so. Okay. Um, the n- next rumor is going to sound really ridiculous. Same source. Same source. Um, and again, we really don't know much about it, but they, they did poke fun at the whole the whole pavilion talk and everything. Um, I have a hard time believing this one to me seems absolutely ridiculous that this would happen. So this rumor (laughs) is, and again, this is WW news today. Mm -hmm. According to internal sources, the wave of American flavors on the first floor of Disney's contemporary resort will be converted into the Incredibles steakhouse. It says, as you might guess, the restaurant would be rethemed to represent the Disney Pixar Incredibles films while also becoming a steakhouse at the same time. It also it almost sounds more ridiculous than bulldozing two future world pavilions. It says, as for a time frame, if all goes according to plan and, if, and feedback on this post doesn't convince them to alter course, the Incredibles steakhouse will replace the wave at some point within the next year. Yeah. yeah. This one to me seems even more far-fetched uh for one thing why well the waves reviews are too high they it's not a badly reviewed restaurant now you can say it's underappreciated but it's not a bad restaurant is this the same thing that they're they're taking mediocre restaurants and refaming them yeah but the thing is it's it's like Okay, it's like what they're doing at Grand Floridian and retheming it Beauty and the Beast Yeah, yeah but that's like subtle theming well, we don't know how and, subtle this will be. Well, either. if you're calling it the Incredible Steakhouse, I mean, calling it the Incredible Steakhouse, <laughs> I have, I'm imagining Frozone's handing you things and you know why, whatever. But why Incredibles and why? I don't know. It just I, seems weird. It, I hope. I really hope that this is not the trend of taking these restaurants and, and doing all these IPs. So I'm like, like Toy Story sit down restaurant we talked about a couple weeks ago. 
the the in, initial artist renderings of that just seem like looking at it. I'm like, I already have a headache. Like visually loud. I'm sure to be screaming kids everywhere in there. It's just you know, I I don't doubt. Like the wave is one of those where it gets good reviews, but you it's not hard to get a reservation here. No, it's not. So it's not like insanely popular. But right. I don't think the fix to that would be, let's just call it the Incredible Steakhouse. Because then that would give you, you already got Chef Mickey's down below. So you're going to have mm-hmm. two, I would assume this would be a character meal. So you're going to have two character meals in the same place. I I don't know. To me. I don't know if this will be a character meal. If you're gonna, I would assume if you're going to call it the character or the Incredible Steakhouse, you're going to have characters in there. I didn't say anything about that. Well, I, but well, I mean, right. I mean, it could you know, be. but it's so like the the presumption would be like if you're going to call a place like Rapunzel's Sandwich Shop, that Rapunzel's going to be there. I mean, that's the assumption by using that. Woody's name. Lunchbox. There's no Woody there. Yeah, but it's not a sit down. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's yeah. just a rumor at this point. So. Yeah. I I really I really hope not. I don't think, to me, this one just seems ridiculous, but we'll see. Just so, just so many things going on. So many things. I mean, if Disney is thinking about this, I really hope they listen to feedback and just go, no, don't do that. And again, if they want to retheme it like subtly, like The Incredibles, I don't know how that would really work, but you could do subtle retheming to where it's not just, you know, it's not just obvious. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. We'll go into a little bit of discussion before we um, close out here. Um, if you could put any IP into an existing restaurant, which restaurant would you change to that IP, and what would that IP be? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it could be in resorts. It could be in the parks, Disney Springs. Hmm. <laughs> like I'm thinking about restaurants that really need a good renovation to kind of bring them back. I mean, you know, you know, it would fit well, although it's not the right country, but the set, the theming of that would work on Epcot, like take La Cilier Uh and Gaston. Well, that's French. That's why I'm saying the countries don't match up, but that theming idea of like a woodsy steakhouse. Well, you already have Gaston's Tavern. Right, I know. I'm just a, saying like something like that. Like, so you like that part? Um, well, I'm just saying something. Again, I know the countries don't match up, but yeah. something like that I could see. Like to me, they have to, the things have to match. Like you can't. Yeah. Like, that's why to me this does make a lot of sense of like you're going to just take the Incredibles in the contemporary replacing the wave. Like it doesn't match the resort. I know. Like contemporary. Like if you did this, okay. If you Superheroes if you did this stuff. at All Star Movies, that would yeah, be like that would be good. That would be like okay, like that sort of fits. Like it's a movie, it's mm-hmm. a, a, it's a value resort. Okay, fine. Yeah, that make more sense. But to do it at contemporary, that just seems like it's not that that very much would seem like the contemporary is a resort without a like an identity, which is what we've talked about, like Tomorrowland. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know. What about you? What about what IP would you do in a restaurant? Um, maybe um, maybe change the name of Kona Cafe to something to do with Moana. Would they make them sing songs though? <laughs> no, <laughs> it wouldn't be a character thing. It would just kind of be a like a subtle hint like to re-theme, it. like rethink the restaurant to make it reflect. I mean, maybe not. 
I was just trying to think of. Well, and like I know people have. Anyone will talk along on this, but I know people have had. And I'll, I'll go back to it. Of, of you know, they've had opinions on the whole retheming of, like for instance, what they're doing over at Misner's Lounge at Grand yeah. Floridian, and they're like retheming that to like subtly Beauty and the Beast. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Like it's subtle. It's not in your face. Like if you went in there and you didn't know the movie, it may completely go over your head. Stuff yeah. like that, I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, it's just when it's so, if it's not, you know, if it's a character meal, that's one thing. But whenever it's, if it's not a character meal, like Sebastian's Bistro, for instance, like that fits. I mean, you don't see Sebastian other than the sign. So they very well could be. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time believing the Incredibles would be that. Like the Incredibles Steakhouse, and then you would never see anything inside of that restaurant being anything Incredibles. But I don't maybe know. they will. I don't I know. I don't know. This is perplexing me. It's a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, could I see Disney doing it? Probably. Anymore. I mean, really, I could, but I don't think it's a good idea. Right. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to add about the stories and the, or the rumors we talked about today? Because I think we're really, uh, really I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, um, I think that's all we've got for you guys today. We want to remind you real quick that um, we are on YouTube. We we don't mention it every week, but we should. Uh, We do have vlogs in our podcast that go up on our YouTube channel, Capture the Magic. So make sure you subscribe there. Um, CTMVIP.com is the the, uh, website to go to if you want to join Club 32. Do you want to talk about Club 32 at all? Just real quick. Jab it in there. Yeah, so basically it's our private group that you know, we've had a lot of people asking us to do additional content and more shows, and so which we love doing, but it just takes time and resources. So this is a way to help us cover costs, hosting and uh, website hosting, podcast hosting, equipment, all that stuff like that. Uh, and in return, you get uh, early access to content. You get uh, content that's exclusively to Club 32. You get live streams in the park and extra um basically additional episodes with all four of us together um you're gonna get disdues live on mondays so you get to be part of that uh live stream um you get a free t-shirt you get 20 percent off of c-team apparel all the time and when we get the guides done you'll get a free access to those these are if you, a lot of these are if you do the yearly option but very good but yeah so ctmvip.com and also to check out the shirts now you can go to ctmshirts.com and you oh, can see all the shirts, like excellent. the new Game of Thrones house Disney shirts. Those are cool. I like those. Yes. And also check out the Facebook group, Capture the Magic Community, which we mention every week. And we love to death because all of our members are just amazing. Um, I can't personally vouch for that because I don't <laughs> know all the members. Oh, Jared. They okay. seem to be great. They're pretty great. Pretty great. Okay, well that's <laughs> that's it for uh, today. So we want to say thank you for listening or watching, and thank you, Jared, as always, for reading the news and bringing your valuable opinions to the table. Don't give me, don't give me cashew cheesecake. No, I will not give you cashew cheesecake. Don't. It shouldn't exist. I mean, I can't even eat that. So it's not cheesecake. Okay, <laughs> and I won't pull up in a Taurus and say it's a Lamborghini. Okay, deal. Deal. <laughs> And uh, as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. <laughs>